Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yes, still. Living the dream on a spectacular Saturday. It is Hartman and Mobley. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, I certainly don't have to tell anybody what's going on because we were getting plenty of that. The good news is if you're a sports fan, we continue to do sports talk radio. And with the coronavirus crisis, we will continue to update you on how it affects the sports world. But first of all, to have Cap Mobley in studio here with me right now. Catino, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me today. I know it's been a little difficult for some people to have a certain level of trust <laughs> of, you know, sharing airspace with anybody. But uh, I appreciate that you have a certain trust in me uh, after these uh, many, many months together. Listen, I, I love you, man. And, you know, the funny thing is I just trust the universe. It's just what it is, right? Thank I, you. Um, I've been, uh, uh, I've been, you know, kind of like closely following this whole situation and it's it's up in the air exactly with everything, what's going on and how it affects people, how long it really stays. Uh, you know, again, I, 
you can't live in so much fear, um, even though it is a scary situation. You know, you think about eight billion people to live on Earth. And um, even though there are some tragedies at the moment, there's um, very few that, um, you know, uh, that will be affected uh, compared to, you know, they say, oh, 50 percent of Amer- of California, blah, blah, blah. But again, we, we live with so many other viruses inside our body um, and we prevail as human beings. I think we just need to, you know, stay with the protocol um, and, and think happy. Just think positive thoughts and stay working out, you know, walk outside, do everything you can do. So we can do, right? Well, and, and that's the thing. Precautions against virus. You, you mentioned a very important point here, Catino, is that we are – I'm sorry, what? What's happening here, Sam? Okay. Um, so one of the things – yeah, so we want to make sure that we have the full-blown Mobley on the air. Um, here, here's the thing. Uh, the, the, when we talk about uh, trying to ward off viruses, you're absolutely right, Cap. We, we are exposed to viruses all the time. And so what you're trying to do is to create uh, an atmosphere. And I hope hopefully the one thing that we're going to gain from this, again, is about personal space, about hygiene and everything else. Because if you do follow those rules, then it's not that you prevent, you know, getting viruses, which are floating around all over the place. It's also the fact that you... Uh, you lessen your exposure to these viruses. And that is something, I mean, like, let, let's talk about shaking hands for a second here, right? It is a, it's a ritual. We we shake people's hands. Now, I don't know about you, Katino, but were you one of those people that got into the fist pump early? Or do you still shake hands? I mean, obviously now, have, has anybody been exposed to people just walking up to you? And Tuesday, somebody came up to me and just extended their hand to shake my hand on Tuesday. And I was sort of like, are you for real right now? I mean, like, that's, that's not happening at this point. But it, it, the idea of shaking hands, is this you know, something funny, that uh, is going to go away to, forever? To, Terrell Davis came over my house the other day to drop off. Um, he, he started a, um, a line, yeah. which everybody needs to uh, follow him. It's called Defy, D-E-F-Y. It's right. a CBD juice. Uh, it's for working out. I'm going to help him out with some different things. And uh, it's amazing, actually. Uh, it helps you in so many different ways. But when he came over the house to drop off the the uh, cases, he he went to because we're family. He went to like reach out his hand. Uh, I gave him the elbow. He said, "Oh yes, yeah, right." So we start <laughs> so we start doing like a kid and play. We start kicking our feet, and all this other stuff. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, you you kind of get you know you're programmed and used to shaking hands, hugging, depending on how close they are to right. you. So some people kind of like just you know. But again, when, when they go now, go back to like social distance. That's what's going on right now anyway with this, these social media. Everybody's so stuck. Your kids are stuck in their room. Uh, they'll be at the dinner table. You know, you got to say no, no phones at the dinner table. Or they'll be with their girlfriends or, or, or guy friends out in public. And instead of, like, conversing with each other, what they do is they're worried about who's not there and what everybody else is doing. So that's actually – that is social distance in itself, right? So it's just that um, – when you see these, you know, my son, he, he gets on his, he's 20 years old, he gets on his Instagram and his Snapchat or whatever you want to call those things. As soon as he wakes up in the morning, I'm pretty sure a lot of these teenagers and, you know, young adults do the same thing exactly as soon as they wake oh, up I in the morning. Oh, I have my three kids, 23, 21, and 18, yeah, so I watch yeah. it all the time. <laughs> but, yes. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so now it's like, oh, I'm bored. I can't go see my friends. But if you were with your friends, yeah. you would still be on your phone. Right. So let's just focus on something totally different. Yeah, I mean, and, and so... What we're, we're going to do today and really in the weeks ahead. Now, we we've, we talked about the NFL this week, and we'll, we'll update you on what was an incredibly busy week in the National Football League. And Catino, on Monday morning, 
uh, before the what they call the legal tampering period begins, because the actual free agency period started on Wednesday, there was a lot of people saying, what's the NFL doing? Are you high? Everything's on shutdown right now, NFL. Do not, uh, no, 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 no. You, the NFL had a couple of choices. They could either postpone it or they could go full steam ahead. And they decided to go full steam ahead because when you think about it, Catino, let's say the NFL decided, well, we're we're going to postpone free agency until when? This idea of postponing things till when? We don't know when postponement could end. The NFL had business to take care of. They're going to have the draft next month. It's not going to be a big fanfare in Vegas. You're not going to see thousands of people in the streets. That's not going to happen. But the idea of actually selecting players will go ahead. And the same thing here with free agency. I knew as soon as they said all systems go on Monday, I said, we're about to see one of the craziest weeks in the NFL's history. We're going to see guys signing, trades being made, and everything else. And that's the way it played out. No, I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's the same as equivalent as 1998 lockout for the NBA, but we only played 40-something games. We didn't get to play until January. So you got to think about it. You know, September, October, November, you're not even with your team. You're at your house. Now, yes, it's a little bit more extreme because you can't really touch each other and maybe you can be on a football field and throw a catch, but that's about it. That's about it, right? Um, you can still do, uh, you know, uh, routes and things like that, but you just can't. I guess you can't really interact and touch each other. But, um, you know, we went through this whole thing with the NBA where there was no NBA. Um, and this was in 98 when I got drafted. So, um, it, you know, it's it's a hard thing to deal with at the moment because we're again we're very programmed as individuals. Yes, right. It's like the Pavlov theory, right? The dog eats table food. We're, we all are creatures <laughs> of habit. We have right. all our own individual routines, and anytime we're thrown off our routine, it can affect some people more than others. No, for sure. And I think about the, you know, a lot of people who are mentally ill or need stimulation of other individuals, whether it's high conflict or not. These type of people are having nervous breakdowns, sitting in the house, doing whatever. And I was thinking the other day, it was in, on Instagram, uh, There was uh, they were talking about so many different people. And let's think about the little kids that literally their outlet is school. Right. So they have like troubled parents or they, you know, they don't get a good meal at home or what have you, whatever it is, whether their parents are suffering from whatever mental illness or just plain old, you know, just shut off as a parent. I think, um, you know, I feel bad for those type of kids right there because, you know, eight hours of the day can be a fun time for you when you're with your friends. You know, we have listeners all over the country, all over the world. We found that out. We had this rare occurrence a couple of Saturdays ago where we actually opened up phone lines. It was it was quite Gavin was shocked by it. Uh, it was it was just a weird day that day. And we just decided, let's see. And if I'm not mistaken, Gavin, we didn't take all the calls. But every time I looked at the screen, the lines were jammed. We did not have a duplication of any state from where the calls were coming. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we seriously, had- we had like Hawaii. We had North Carolina, Texas, Minnesota, Iowa. I all mean, over. It, yeah. <laughs> there were no two calls from the same state. So we understand you're listening from all over the country, all over the world. I will say this. As you know, we broadcast here uh, in the Los Angeles Sherman Oaks area. This is where the premier studios here, the Fox Sports Radio studios. And in the state of California, uh, Governor Newsom really laid down the law as of midnight Thursday night. And we are on even tighter restrictions than many of you out there, wherever you might be listening. So this idea of shutting down seemingly all businesses, 
uh, unless it's deemed absolutely necessary, yeah, like sports talk radio. Yeah, non-essential. Which we we are definitely yeah. essential. We're essential because we, we're considered more of like um, you news. know reporters, news journalists. Yeah. Right, we're, we're news. I, I do the same thing with television. Where I'm not doing. Uh, as many sports reports, unless we have like a really breaking sports story, uh, like a major name athlete gets coronavirus or something along those lines, but we're still there. So we're still a source of information. So we're going to continue to update you on anything that's breaking that we feel that you need to know. Uh, at the same time, we also are going to continue on with the sports talk. By the way, later on in the show, uh, John Brankus, the science guy, okay, who's been sitting here on several Saturdays with me and has created a little controversy uh, on his perspective on the coronavirus crisis. Um, he's going to join us in the next hour. We're going to find out whether he's modified his stance um, because, again, he's a science guy. I mean, he's one of those guys, incredibly intelligent uh, but he tries to put a, a perspective on things. So he's going to be joining us a, a little bit later on. But I want to dive into the NBA right now because it's the one sport. Well, sorry, NHL fans. I know your sport's on hiatus as well. But we were three-quarters of the way through the NBA season. And now something has happened that could, could be an indicator that we're going to get the NBA back sooner than you think. We'll tell you about it coming up next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This Saturday, all right, so a lot of things have been put on hold. And by the way, I'm a little frustrated right now, and I haven't really gotten a definitive answer on this. So, Catino, I had tickets for Thursday night, March 12th, Lakers hosting the Houston Rockets. That was the day, of course, that the NBA shut down. So I got the tickets through the Laker website, which works with Ticketmaster. So obviously these were somebody reselling tickets. And I paid top dollar for these tickets Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Two tickets underneath the basket cost me over a grand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a lot of money. So when... The commissioner that day on that Thursday, Adam Silver, said that they were postponing the NBA season. That did not put me in line to get a refund because the game wasn't officially canceled. And then two days later, after the commissioner had said, well, we're going to put the the league on hold for 30 days, then he came out and said, well, at the earliest, we're talking mid to late June. And still, nothing. Like Ticketmaster said, well, we recommend you hold on to your tickets because none of the games have been canceled. I'm like, why haven't they been canceled? I mean, let, let, let's let's seriously look at this situation before we give you a little indicator of what might be to come to the NBA. If the commissioner continues to play games about the idea of trying to finish off the last 20 games of the regular season and then embarking into the playoffs that could well extend into August. What are we talking about here? I mean, is the NBA in such financial straits that they have to play these last 20 regular season games, most likely in empty arenas, already putting the notice out that, hey, we got to find these venues where we're going to – nobody's going to put those games on these venues. What are you talking about? Well, you know what I think? What <laughs> is the NBA in such financial straits that they can't cancel – 20 regular season games, or even the rest of the season? Well, how about this one? The teams that are in the top eight in the West, teams that are in the top eight in the East, just like the the lockout, okay? Excuse me. In the lockout, you think about it. Listen, if you didn't get off to a good start, that's just a part of life, right? Right. Life ain't fair. Let's not complain about it. But for at the moment, at the moment, what you have to do is, now, I don't know about um, the the tickets that you know you bought for the future and blah, well, they're blah, holding my money right that that I don't know about those they should reimburse those now. What I think should happen is now you're saying okay if you're gonna hold out until June, say say early June or whatever it is, I think that's when you take those top eight on the west, top eight in the east, and say from then on like. They all made the playoffs. That's it. Like, there's no playing 20 more games just to see if somebody comes and bumps somebody else to the eighth spot. It's what it is. It's locked in. Top 16 teams start to play, and let's go from there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that – I don't think that trying to reinvent something or saying, you know, postponing something – because, actually, you know what? There's a lot of people who lost a lot of money as far as ticket sales. But, again, right, like – they should need to be somewhat creative in trying to figure out, okay, these people who are loyal customers or what have you, um, how do we accommodate them 
you know, with their loss, besides just giving them back their, right? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, well, I the problem is, again, I would get a full refund today if they would announce the cancellation of that game. In other words, if the game is canceled, this regular season game that I got tickets to, then, you know, whether it's StubHub or Ticketmaster or any one of these ticket outlets, they don't want to lose business. So they will accommodate everybody. And they and by the way, that I've been contacted by them mm-hmm. that, you know, if the game is canceled, of course we're going to send you an immediate refund on your ticket if it's canceled because of coronavirus. Is the Summer Olympics canceled? No, it's not. Think about this for a second here. So the Summer Olympics in Tokyo are scheduled for July 24th through August 9th. Mm-hmm. There is no indication at all they're going to cancel anything. Well, think about this. Let's just, and by the way, you know what they could well, look at? We had the boycott of the 1980 Olympics by the United States. Uh, it was a return favor by the Soviet Union, East Germany in 1984 with the Summer Olympics here in Los Angeles. By the way, it was a great Olympics in L.A. We won everything because mm-hmm. there were no Soviet Union. There was no East Germany. We just racked in the gold medals. Everyone seemed to love it. My guess is, is Japan will go on with the Olympic Games if countries choose not to go there that's your choice but we're going to go on with the olympic games but let's say for instance things calm down and you've got the nba season rolling in july well obviously you're not going to have those guys break for the olympic games who exactly is going to represent the united states in the olympic games in basketball if the games go ahead and at the same time, the NBA season is in the playoffs. Well, listen, we have a lot. Of, we have we have really good. Um, I, again, I don't want to demean any of my peers, um, especially the younger guys. Uh, but we have a lot of good B guys and C guys. We have a lot of good ones, and um, I'm pretty sure they're eager to be able to play in these uh, these different types of games. And there's a lot of guys that got bumped that think they should have. So if you have some guys that are in the playoffs during this time, and there's a lot of guys that didn't make the playoffs but yet are Olympic ready, I think you should let them play, right? Like, I mean, sometimes it's like that. This happened um, where the NBA players didn't play and then they put the college guys in and then, you know, the Olympics, they smashed us and we were kind of a little upset about that. We didn't well, have that's what happened up until 1988. 1988 was the last year that we decided to put our collegiate guys out there. Yeah. You know, the Sabonises of the world, who was a young professional of the Soviet Union, they took advantage of it. And then we introduced the Dream Team in 1992 exactly. and the rest was history. Exactly. All right. So as far as when the NBA is actually going to start up again, we might have gotten an indicator that it could be sooner rather than later. And that's because of what's happening with the Chinese Basketball Association. Now, by the way, Catino Mobley knows the commissioner of the league, so we'll get an update on that. (laughs) But I do know this. Uh, Jeremy Lin is playing in the Chinese Basketball Association, and he just posted a picture on social media at the Great Wall saying, look who's back. All systems go. So two months, just two months after the peak of the coronavirus crisis in China, which was in mid-January, it's getting back to life is normal. Clubs are open again. The CBA says we're ready to resume play again and not in empty arenas. So just two months after the peak of the crisis in China, Shanghai, Beijing, Cities that are much bigger than cities that we have in the United States as far as just mere population, they feel comfortable enough to resume activity 
as normal as possible right now. So there's a lot in that. Let's just talk about your connection with the commissioner of the Chinese Basketball Association. I know that the American players who are in the league are back in China right now, meaning they're ready to resume practice and get back to games. What are you hearing about the CBA? Well, um, <clears throat> I just got off the phone with Yao, Yao Ming, um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted to call and check on him. And when you, you know, we were talking about he, this. He, by the way, is the commissioner of the CBA. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that guy, Yao yeah, Ming. Yeah. That's guy, yeah, he's, he's super powerful over there. Right. Powerful, period. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Yao was just saying, like, you know, it's it's not up in the air, but it's like a point where they're getting close to being able to come back and play, uh, which is, I, I think, truthfully, I think it's a really good thing. I think for the, you know, for uh, just to kind of, die down the scare this fear of what's going on because you got to think about it right this virus hit there before it hit here so we're a few months behind and um i think they they've have they have uh, a certain amount of things under control to be able to um perform and do what they have to do well i guess the fear of everybody is let's say you and again they've had several days where there have been no cases reported now we don't know about their Lines of communication. We don't know how many people have been tested in China. I mean, obviously what's happening in this country is it's sort of good news, bad news. So as more and more testing is being done, they find out that about 10% of the people being tested have it. You're like, wow, 10%. But remember, not everybody's being tested, a very small sample. The people that are being tested are people that have symptoms, Unless you're the Kardashians and have a free line to get a test. We'll get into that nightmare. Anyway, so it's only 10% of people that have symptoms that are being tested that find out that they have COVID-19. So, in other words, 10% of those being tested, the majority of which are showing some kind of symptoms, a fever, a cough, or any kind of flu-like symptoms, only 10% of these people being tested actually have COVID-19. It's not 10% of everybody. It's only 10% of people tested. And the majority of the people who are actually getting tests are only getting tests because they're showing some kind of symptoms that were required tests to see if they have COVID-19. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of the symptoms are so similar to, like, everything else, right? Correct. Whether it's the flu, whether it's a cold, whether it's sniffles. And I have, listen, I'm from Philadelphia. When I came to L.A., I lived in uh, Houston, Texas, Miami. When I came to L.A., I had a lot of allergies, so my nose is running. I'm sneezing. These are these are similar symptoms for COVID nineteen. So, um, I wouldn't panic if I was people. I just build your immune system, right? Um, drink lots of water. Um, what I'm hearing is um, it can't live in um, very hot kind of um, environments. So by the summertime, it will again. And don't quote me on it, but it will start to start to die down because right. it can't survive in heat. So if you can get into a sauna. If you can get into a sauna and be able to breathe in that heat, yes. it kind of kills the uh, the virus itself with inside the body. And once you sw- uh, drinking a lot, once you, um, I guess it goes down because it's esophagus, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, once it goes down the throat, it gets into the stomach of the acid and it eat- the acid eats it up. So there's a lot of different positive things that's going on for everybody. Um, but again, I think you really have to just... In life, Steve, and you know me now, like you're my mentor on this thing. 
Um, uh, you know, Jonas knows me. I'm a, I'm a philosophical person. Right. I tried my best to just just think positive, right? Like it, worrying is not going to do anything. It's like a rocking chair, right? It's not going to move, you know, any farther or f- forward or backward. It's just going to stay in the same place, right? And then you think you have progress, but it's not. But you have to like just think positive, right? And just go on with your daily day. I'm not saying you have to interact with a million people, but try to learn something new while you're in the house, right? Well, that's the thing. In other words, take it seriously to the point of doing what it is you can possibly do to make the likelihood of you getting this COVID-19 less likely. It's as simple. Just do the little things in your own life. Protect yourself. Protect the ones you love. Protect all of us by just doing these little things, and hopefully this crisis will pass. All right, uh, let's find out what's trending right now. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. David Gascon, loud, clear, feeling good. Loud and proud, baby. Yeah. I uh, I see you every weekend, or just about. Yeah. But it, it's good to see Catino's <laughs> smiling face. I haven't seen him in a, in a hot minute, man. What's up, brother? Not much, man. I, I, I see you from afar with your, your three-piece suits and oh, uh, mitten fresh mm. on you FS1. See, you but, see that? Yeah. You see that? You got style, man. It's, <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all good right now. The problem for you is uh, the NFL news is beginning to slow down. Now what? Well, I find ways. I know you do. You're yeah. a creative man. Yeah, I am. And plus, I'm watching Dr. Fauci do his thing right now, too. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's always helping. Uh, guys, we will start things off first in the National Football League. Arizona Cardinals tailback Kenyon Drake signed his one-year tender with the Redbirds. The tender is worth $8.4 million. Now, obviously not a franchise tag, but it does allow him to negotiate for a long-term deal in the Valley of the Sun. Tacoma News Tribune reported the Seahawks have offered Jadavion Clowney $18.5 million annually. He made his way from Houston over there. Vikings have re-signed offensive tackle Rashad Hill. Uh, a couple other things, guys, and continue. You might want to elaborate on this, but a few of the players in college basketball, Duke point guard Trey Jones is going to enter the NBA draft. Georgia shooting guard Anthony Edwards has done the same, but also Auburn freshman forward Isaiah Okoro has going to declare for the draft, according to Bruce Pearl, but he has yet to do so. He hasn't hired an agent just yet, but he is eligible to return the Tigers if he doesn't secure representation. There's not a lot of tape on these guys just yet. Um, U.S. track and field is joining USA Swimming and calling for the postponement of the Tokyo Games, and the international ice hockey family has canceled the 2020 World Championships because of the coronavirus. Back to Steve and Catino in 10 seconds, but first a word from Mako. Winter did a number on your car. So come to Mako during our tax season event for expert paint and collision repair. You'll get a great price, and it's as easy as book, quote, fix. Visit Mako.com to schedule your free estimate. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. Gentlemen, self-quarantine and all. Back to you guys. All right, very good. Thank you, David. Once again, we're coming live <laughs> from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call... 800-947-AUTO, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Well, under normal circumstances, right now, on this Saturday, we would be looking up at nothing but college basketball. Yes, the NCAA basketball tournament would already be into their second round today. Uh, First round games on Thursday and Friday. We would have had the first four on the previous Tuesday and Wednesday. But yes, Katina, we'd be looking at second round games right now. One versus eight, you know, a a two versus ten. You know, we'd be watching all these college basketball games, trying to update you on all the scores as we're sitting here, scrambling. You know, Gavin's all over the phone, trying to get people to come on and talk about all these games. Finding that Cinderella. 
Cinderella team. Finding that we've already we've had a major upset maybe in the first round already. We're looking you know, like a, a 13 knocked off a four. We hear that all the time, five versus 12. And we don't have any of that. So uh, I saw an article today where they were trying to describe this frenetic period that lasted less than 48 hours where we went from all systems go for the NCAA tournament to complete shutdown at the NCAA tournament. It really started with the Ivy League. The Ivy League was the first conference to announce that they were canceling their conference tournament. That was on that Tuesday. Then the following day, some of the other conferences decided, even if they had started their tournament, remember the ACC tournament had actually started, and they stopped it at halftime, and the most awkward moment of all time when they had the Florida State team come down and be awarded the ACC championship. So that was going down on Wednesday. And then, of course, what you know, Mark Emmert of the NCAA said what was the real kick in the teeth was when Rudy Gobert tested positive on Wednesday night, and that's when they decided on Thursday to shut down both the men and women's uh, NCAA basketball tournaments. So I want to get to this where we are because the NCAA tournament was very key in your career, Katino. There's no question about that. Your run with Rhode Island to the Elite Eight really put Katino Mobley on the national map, then went on to great success in the NBA. So – what what is lost in your mind in the basketball world with the first ever shutdown of an NCAA tournament? You know, um, it's funny. Um, you know, during the week, I I study a lot of um, different psychologists and psychiatrists, <clears throat> and there's a guy, Daniel Kahneman. Um, he's a psychologist um, out of uh, Paris, France, Jewish. Um, amazing older gentleman, um, and uh, he has one of his books is called Thinking Fast and Slow. And then in this book, he talks about like um, um, how we perceive life, right? And in our remembrance and in our experiences, right? So there are two different things. So you think, oh, when you experience something, you remember something. Yeah, true, but they're not the same thing. So now getting back to the NCAAs and a lot of what it, it brought to me and what it could bring to a lot of these kids that have never experienced it before or their last year, you're thinking about an experience that will always that you will always remember. So now what you're doing is this experience is something where some of these kids could have made it to the next level, whether it's in the NBA, whether it's in the G League, whether it's uh, CBA in China, wherever, what have you. The remembrance is what went on, the chaotic stuff that went on. Or it could be if you glass half full kind of person, it's I got something else positive out of that silver lining kind of concept. Um, but for me, um, I think I feel sad for a lot of those younger guys or younger people is that there's a 50, 50. When I played in college, we didn't have a spring break because we were so focused in basketball. I didn't have late nights partying and drinking. I just, we didn't do it. It's just what you don't know. You can't really feel totally invested in it. If you've never experienced it, you can only know what someone tells you about it. He's like, oh, man, I wish I would have done that. Well, your your situation, your experience could have been a negative one. So your remembrance from that later on in life could have been me losing to Stanford. Oh, my God, I'm so mad. But I have a great experience of beating Kansas so my remembrance can shift. So it depends on what it is with the individual. And I think uh, for a lot of these younger cats, just 
uh, being in that locker room or wherever you're at and then finding out what seed you are and practicing when everybody else is off campus going to spring break or whatever it is, you love the camaraderie. I'm 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 sorry that it had to happen like this. I wish they give him another year as the, the um I wish they give him another year as far as the seniors. But again, the Dayton's of the world, the San Diego States of the world, who knows next year if they did give those guys this, that junior that they have at Dayton, he could be going to the pros. So your team is now different. Right. right? So it, I don't know. Uh it's for me because I've experienced it, it will be sad because I've experienced it already. Now if you've never experienced it before, or if every time you have done it prior to this shutdown, you've <laughs> you either made, never made it, or guess what, you've lost in the first round. You're like, okay, I'm cool. I don't want to go. I've always been curious about this. A little bit of a side note uh, for those that never played college basketball: the LeBrons, the Kevin Garnetts, the Kobe Bryant's guys like that. Did they ever express to you maybe a little? envious nature that you got to compete in the NCAA tournament? I mean, like Amelo was a one-and-done. He won a championship Syracuse. D-Wade, obviously. They, they got to – Was did any of the guys that went straight to the NBA ever sort of – not that they were, you know, totally upset, but just curious of what they might have missed by skipping out on their college career and never experiencing well, March Madness? That's a great question. There's three guys. You think about Kevin Garnett, you think about Kobe, you think about LeBron. Right. LeBron loved Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the tournament was on, he was rooting for Ohio State. That was right. him. He's a basketball junkie. That's just what it is. So, of course, he's going to miss that. He's going to wish he felt that experience, but he had to do what's best for LeBron. Now, I mean, Kobe, conceivably, he could have been on that Greg Oden team if exactly. he had stayed a few years in college that Ex- got to the championship How game. about yeah. that one? That's crazy, right? Can you imagine that? Yeah. And then Kobe wanted to go to Duke. Absolutely. He liked Duke. Well, you know Duke's in the tournament every year. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Kobe seems to me, and I, look, I knew Kobe as well, but I— and he, yeah, I mean, I, he hinted at times like mm-hmm. just one year, dude. Yeah, like, it yeah. would not have been the worst thing in the world right, for right, him. Right, yeah. right, right. And I think Kobe, because of his competitive nature, um, he's like, you know what? I want to test my skills yeah. at, at the highest level. Yeah. And and I'm okay with me failing. Yeah. Um, and and you saw that in Kobe. And you know, a lot of people are not like that. Like KG, I don't know. He was from. He's KG's from South Carolina. Right. Originally, but he went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what college team that he loved the most uh but at the end of the day i'm pretty sure he would love to feel that march right. madness yeah. you know what i mean so yeah it, it, it's 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 strange it really is uh obviously no march madness and and just just one other note here about this march madness as we look to the future right now the cancellation of march madness the essential cancellation at the end of this basketball season uh, assuming that by next year we can get back on track. What kind of effect do you think? Do you think more people are going to be drawn to college basketball? I mean, if we have a March Madness in 2021, is it just going to like double in popularity by canceling one year and then finally getting it back after a two-year hiatus? Well, I think you appreciate anything in life, right? So, and that, just me and being my, that f- the philosophy of life is like when you have something and it's no more, you appreciate it when it comes back. So you really understand it in so many different ways. So if, um, I'm working with a person right now. She's amazing. And she lost her sight for three years. Mm-hmm. And um, once she lost her sight for three years, um, she it, her other senses picked up. So um, maybe not the same thing for people that are losing things at the moment but what you can do is you can take something from that you know kind of like massage those other muscles strengthen up those other muscles so when you come back when these people come back to 
the NCAA or the NBA or you know NFL, whatever, what have you. We have to really appreciate what these professionals are doing and appreciate ourselves and being able to really understand like what I'm the void that I'm missing. And again, sports are not the most important thing, but at the end of the day, there's two things I always say that bring people together in a positive way. Okay. We're not talking about all the religions and all that other stuff. We're talking about these two things. That's music and that's sports. Yeah. Once you have that, no matter what color, uh, shape, creed, whatever race you are, those, those things are very important. Those two things are very important. And we have music right now, but you know, the visualization of everybody right now, I think, uh, sports we're missing a lot of. All right. We're in the Geico Fox sports radio studios. Speaking of sports, we had a lot of sports news this week and it all came out of the national football league. Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Let's go, Tommy. What does this actually mean for him, for the league, and why is he an ex-patriot? We'll answer all of that coming up next. Steve Harbin, Katino Mobley with you here on this Saturday. So, the NFL gave us plenty to talk about this week, and the biggest story without doubt was Tom Brady is now an ex-patriot, and he is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Katino, before we get to him and his impact with Tampa Bay, let's just put to rest his exile from New England. Because ultimately, all the all the decisions there are made by Bill Belichick. And we always wondered, was Tom Brady under a different set of rules than all the other players that the Patriots seemingly would always seem to get rid of maybe a year early rather than a year late? And the answer is no. He was treated like every other Patriot player. They offered him way below market value. It was pretty clear they had turned the page on Tom Brady. Now, you say this is just sacrilegious. I mean, the guy won six Super Bowls, but that's not the way Bill Belichick operates. So, Catino, ultimately the decision to move on from Tom Brady was the same kind of decision they make for everyone. They're not into sentimentality in New England. They're into winning games. And they believe his best days are gone. And the quicker we move on at the quarterback position, the better. And, it, and it's okay to believe that, right? Um, I guess it's this, um, not the same but similar situation with Peyton Manning, right, and the Colts. Uh, whatever it was behind the closed doors or uh, whether his performance was lacking, whether he was scared to throw because of his neck injury, I, you know, you never know. Uh, but for Tom being as excellent, you mean, listen, he just won a Super Bowl two years ago. Right. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, or two seasons, uh, right? So at the end of the day, um, for I understand Bill Belichick, right? Because he can be a coach forever, right? Tom can't be a quarterback forever. So I think what we don't really understand is the business behind all this. And again, uh, kind of like this virus, um, when you are used to certain things in life, uh, when it, there's a change, there becomes fear, right, of the unknown. And for uh, Tom Brady fans, and people like that, uh, it, it's it's a strange thing to see Tom going. But, you know, you have to – it's kind of like an elder who is already sick. You have to prepare yourself for something that you don't want done, but it's just a part of life. Right? Well, let's talk about Tampa for a second here. So they're moving on from Jameis Winston, and they're handing the ball to Tom Brady. Now, you play quarterback, so Catino knows. he's He's a former quarterback back in the day before he became a big basketball star. <laughs> so 
When you're a, a veteran coach like Bruce Arians, who you know got a lot of credit for the development of Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers, I mean, he's a quarterback guy, right. resurrecting the career of Carson Palmer down there in Arizona. I mean, this this, and he thought he could do the same thing with Jameis Winston. If you look at the numbers, Winston led the league in attempts, yards. He threw 33 touchdowns, but those 30 interceptions. Too many times he was making the wrong decision. So now he's gone. And can you imagine teaming someone like Bruce Arians with all his knowledge, all his work with quarterbacks, and now he's handed the goat? I mean, that's going to be crazy. You know, there's this, you know, for as far as James, yeah, he's super talented in, in multiple sports. Yes. So let's let's talk about the psychology behind this, right? Is it is it that he 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 possesses so much talent in different things that he can't focus on one thing? Right, because Tom wasn't the fastest, his arm wasn't the best, blah blah blah. But he learned how to be efficient. So, Bruce, Bruce would you say, okay, you know what? I I like Jamison's talent. I think he can throw, throw. I think he can run. I can think he can do this, this, that, whatever. But he's just not accurate. He's not thinking fast enough. Let me get someone in here to be able to help his thought process. Because just in life in general, when you're going through mental illness, illnesses, or whatever it is in life, these are patterns. It's not exactly who you are unless you choose for that to be who you are. So he's maybe been taught or been practicing things for so many years that now he's like, well, I'm in this this bubble, right? And I don't I don't know how to get out. So I, I don't I don't know if it's lack of or just like you haven't been taught while you got when you when you got in the league to be able to do certain things. Everyone will tell you this. The most successful quarterbacks are not the biggest, strongest, can throw the ball the fastest or the furthest. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with processing information as quickly as possible. Once a quarterback gets his hands on the ball, he has so much to think about in such a short amount of time with, oh, by the way, guys bearing down on him. And this is what separates quarterbacks. It's not the ability to throw a football or any of that or running. It's how well can you process and how quickly can you process the information that you are seeing and then making the right decision. Right. Uh, so for Jameis Winston, he struggled with that. Tom Brady is the master of that. Tom Brady, if he stays healthy, should flourish in Tampa. All right, John Brinkus, Mr. Science Guy, with the latest on the coronavirus crisis. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, rolling on on this Saturday. Once again, we're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Catino, joining us right now is someone that has been part of our Fox Sports Radio team. We've done a number of shows together. Uh, he is not here today, and there are reasons for it. A lot of really an extension of this coronavirus crisis that's going on right now. John Brankus, he's our science guy. He is a man that uh, wears many, many hats. And, John, you and I, of course, have had many conversations over the last couple of weeks about where we're going with the coronavirus crisis and uh, you, you've 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 stirred uh, stirred it up a little bit there's no question about that but as we are now obviously uh in a position where more testing is being done obviously more people are testing positive uh for COVID-19 uh where are we right now where, where are we as far as this is concerned because obviously from a sports standpoint it affects when we're going to actually see the sports that we love back in action yeah, it's it, it, this is a a truly unprecedented crazy time and you know I'm such a big believer in logic, science, numbers, let's be rational, let's actually look at statistics and you know wrap our heads around something. What's really interesting is I I feel like even from last week when we did our show last week, I mean, it was so divisive on last Saturday of people calling up saying that we were crazy and you know, oh my God, the end of the world is coming. How can you not be worried about this? <laughs> and I feel like this week, it's even worse. It's like the division is so readily apparent to me that there, there are two fundamental philosophies. One, which would be the camp that I'm in, of we have a... We've never... We, we've, it's, it's a new strain. All the data and evidence shows that most people get sick and get better. A very small percentage of people die. A very high percentage of the people who die are in a high-risk group of elderly and compromised immune systems. And that's kind of par for the course for this virus. I'm not belittling it. I'm not saying it's not serious. I'm saying there are a lot of other things on the planet that eclipse it by a thousand-fold every day that we just choose not to pay attention to. So if we're we're all like in our houses right now, scared to death that this boogeyman is going to get us. 
when there, is there going to be an enlightenment someday that, oh my God, the cheeseburger that you're eating that's causing heart disease is way more likely to kill you. Like by literally a million percent more likely to kill you than the coronavirus. Are we going to create a society where we're scared of anything that could kill us? Or is this a moment in time where we could say, as humans, we know that we're taking a risk that things could kill us. And if we know for a scientific fact that there is an at-risk group, then why not protect that at-risk group but not shut down society because the things that are scary and that are going to kill us are never going to go away. It's John, this is Katina. What's up, buddy? How you doing? How are you doing? Hey, remember when I uh, remember we did the uh, the uh, sports science? Uh, what was that? What did I do? I did like a football. You, uh, you with the helmet? Yeah, and I tried. You dunking. were dunking in. <laughs> yeah, you were dunking in pads. <laughs> that was like one of the first. That was like in the beginning, huh? Yeah, that's that's so funny. But no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. You know, distraction is the enemy of vision, you know. Um, and I think um, these distractions that go on <clears throat> and to be able to cre- create fear in uh, uh, people, like you said, from hamburgers to dairy products to all types of different things that go on from tobacco. There's so many different things that go on that can harm us, that does harm us every single day. You think about people who uh, who have flus or pneumonias and things like that. Um, I Again, you're going to say your opinion. I'm going to say my opinion, and people are not going to like it. It's just because of the fear of the unknown, and that's just that's just what a part of life is. And because they got they have their phones and the TVs and uh, you know uh, radio, whatever. And you have some people talking out their butt about certain things to kind of keep putting fear in you and suppose the more positive things. We'll be the enemy all day long, right? We'll be we'll be those guys that they're just so mad at because they do not understand it. But I I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, and it, here's one point. There's one point that I want. I just want everybody to draw the logic, and it's crazy on social media. If I post something that says, to date, currently, CDC numbers, 20,000 people have died from the flu. This is, I'm just, I just post that as a fact. The response back is, oh, you're a coronavirus denier. Oh, what are, what are we all supposed to do, lick each other and spread the virus? I'm like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just stating a fact. Right. 20,000 people have died in this country. 250 people have died from coronavirus. Which is the scarier of the two? The thing that's unknown for some reason is infinitely scarier to the population right now when there's no evidence around the globe that millions of people are just going to drop dead all at once right now. No. I'm like, look, we could take precautions. And the point that I'm trying to make as a moment in time is somehow, like, think about this, somehow everyone is locked in their house right now. And compliantly, we're all like, okay, well, the government's telling me to be in my house because there's this virus out there that has killed 250 million people in our country, so i got to stay in my house. The real statistic of the U.S. population, 30% of the U.S. population, that's over a generation, 100 million people will die from heart disease. Worldwide, to date, three million people have died from heart disease. And if we're willing to say, well, I got to stay in my house because 250 people died in the country, if the government said three million people around the globe have dropped dead from heart disease that's largely caused by bad diets, we as the government are shutting down 
every fast food restaurant because it's killing millions of people. Right. Are we supposed to say, well, right on, close them down? I mean, people are dropping dead from it. Yeah. Or are we supposed to say, well, look, if you're going out into and living life, bad things happen just by accidents, things classified as accidents. Just, just like, just like, think of like freak accidents in this country alone. Three hundred thousand people a year die from freak accidents. So, if you were to say, "Well, listen, don't do anything other than stay in your bedroom," because three hundred thousand people—that's a thousand people a day—are dropping dead from freak accidents. Like that's part of being human. We cannot. We have to take this moment in time to realize. Look, this. I am not minimizing this COVID nineteen thing, but we are behaving as though the apocalypse is here. And until we reach numbers of millions of people all at once dropping dead, and the problem with these stats where we're like, well, the worldwide cases now are up to twelve thousand. We keep adding to it and not subtracting the people who got better. That's so the thing. Was, but that's, see, that's the tricky thing, right? Distraction, right? Is the enemy of vision. So you got to think about this. Like, So what, what John is basically talking about for people out there, you can go and look this up yourself, worldometers.info. You can look a lot of these different statistics up and uh, how, how many people die from cancer, malaria, uh, alcohol, how many people smoke. You can look these things up, worldometers.info. And then like just informing yourself out there to, to not be so, you know, uh, hasty. Right. Well, and, and here, here's what's concerning. Gavin, we were just talking about this as well, guys. All right, so you're shutting down businesses right now. You know, here in the state of California, everything's shut down except what they're calling the essentials. And by the way, when we talk about essentials, uh, my ex, because I'm, I, I, everything's crazy for me right now. I've, I've moved in with my ex because I'm living in the house with my kids in L.A. because I'm not allowed to be in the San Diego studios and in all, all this craziness. So they're in these endless lines at Costco. So they you know we were talking about personal space and yet they're creating an atmosphere at these stores and everything else where they have these long lines everybody's on top of each other. It it seems a little bit counterproductive but when we talk about the destruction of humanity whether it's through yeah. a virus or the scare of a virus that's shutting down businesses. So people right now are frantic not because so much that they could be getting coronavirus, COVID-19, but because I'm out of work and I've totally. been, I've been given no indication of when I'm going to get any work. We're talking about stimulus packages and everything else. I mean, we're just starting this. I mean, we're barely a week into this uh, situation where things are being shut down. Where are we going to be two weeks from now, a month from now, two months from now? Um, John, I, I want to, uh, we'll take a very quick break with uh, John Brinkus is joining us right now. I want to get into what's happening in China right now. And the way they're handling it, because two months ago, they seemed to be at the peak of what they had going on as far as coronavirus is concerned, and the steps they've been taking to get back to life as normal. More with John Brinkus coming up next. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And what I'm, what I'm concerned about with us, the United States specifically in the sporting world, is if you look at just development throughout sports. And there's a, a fantastic class that I took at the University of Virginia called Philosophical Problems of Law. And most laws are made under what's called foreseeable harm. So think about even recent changes in sports, everything from nets going up at ballparks. I mean, baseball was around for over 100 years, and foul balls and broken bats and things got thrown into the stands. People got hurt. People, unfortunately, were critically injured. Some even died. But it just took the modern-day incident of that happening for nets now to be up at every park. Look at Clint Malarchuk. He got, you know, in hockey, he had a skate, cut his throat. That created the revolution of a throat guard because there was now foreseeable harm. And if we keep going down all the rule changes from the Hans device with NASCAR when Dale Earnhardt died, when you looked at everything that has happened, when it becomes foreseeable harm, the league has to protect itself because they want to make sure there are no lawsuits and players and fans aren't saying, hey, you knew that could have killed me. So are we going down a road, and I pray to God we are not, is it now foreseeable harm that some dude sneezes on me at a basketball game 
but I give grandma the COVID-19, grandma dies, and somehow the sporting event could, could have foreseen that happening. So now we have to have seats that are wider apart or not as many people or some crazy post-apocalyptic solution. It, it feels, I, I pray to God that something like that doesn't happen, but the strong reaction that people are having to just the simple things that I'm saying of, dude, if someone sneezes, I don't know why you're treating COVID-19 like it's something special, because there are a whole bunch of diseases that are out there. So we're freaking out about one thing. My message is there are a thousand things that are going to kill you out there, and we can't be treating this totally special as something different, because when we all come out of our houses and eventually go back to work, we're going to learn the world's a scary place. Yeah, and, and an example of that, uh, John, is the swine flu. So the swine flu pandemic from 2009, and if you look at the numbers of 2009-2010, uh, overwhelming numbers around the world of people that got infected by the disease, died of the disease, way beyond anything we're talking about so far with COVID-19. But here's the thing. The idea that, that swine flu is gone is now. Just a year ago, 56 people died in India of a, an outbreak of the swine flu. And the idea, see, because like you say, I if, if people say, well, you got to guarantee me that if I go anywhere where there's a lot of people that I will never get COVID-19, people don't quite understand this. When we talk about vaccines, vaccines help prevent it from happening. But swine flu's not gone away. Coronavirus isn't going away. It's COVID-19. In other words, this is the 19th time, you know. So th- the idea that you need some kind of guarantee that if you go back to an NBA game and you're in the crowd and all of a sudden you get sick and you get tested positive for COVID-19, you're like, I thought this was cured. I got sick. You let me back in the arena. I'm going to sue you. Well, we need we need to make this clear, John, that it is unlikely that we are wiping this disease off the face of the earth because obviously we did not do that with the swine flu. You, you know right. what's what's funny, John and uh, Steve? It's um, this this uh, my brain is is going so fast right now because uh, when I had when I came into the NBA um, and um, I found out later on in life that I had hypertension, not hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. But um, what I had to do was every single year I had to sign a waiver, okay? And signing that waiver, that that takes the um, the um, I guess the ownership of anything that happened to me away from the organization, NBA, blah blah blah. Now, come to find out, years later it was a misdiagnosis. It's only hypertension. You change your diet. You change your life. Period. That's it. So now think about this, right? Like you said, if somebody gets sneezed on, I think about these like. Where we live at here uh, in, in Woodland Hills and Thousand Oaks and Westlake and Asino and Tarzan and everything like that, I take my daughter and my son to school all the time, okay? I have 50% custody. I take my kids to school. Do you know how many sick kids are in kindergarten and pre-kindergarten it's all crazy. day, every single every day. day? And these moms are like, well, they got snotty noses and they're touching toys. It's like, it's a part of life. You got to figure this out. So what are you going to do? Like, before this... This COVID nineteen came into play. These these people were taking their kids to school with snotty noses and sneezing and all types of crazy stuff that was going on, touching all types of toys. So now all of a sudden that the media is here and scaring you out of your wits, all of a sudden now we have to quarantine ourselves and every time somebody coughs or sneezes, now all 
Steve Harbin, Catino Mobley. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. GEICO.com, it is easy. Our science guy, the one and only John Brankus, a winner of many Emmy Awards and a man that has strong opinions about everything, is joining us once again. So, John, we are talking about uh, how other countries are dealing right now with the coronavirus crisis. And in China, just two months after the explosion of COVID-19 enveloped the country, they're getting back to life as normal. In fact, Catino just talked to his good friend Yao Ming, who's the commissioner of the Chinese Basketball Association, and they're ready to go. They're ready to start the games up again, and the clubs are open in Shanghai and Beijing. Is it too soon? Are they making a mistake? Or is this an example that maybe we should look at here in the United States? Yeah, the one of the reasons, by no means, am I... Uh, I don't want anybody to think that I'm siding with China on anything. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gloating over China. But the reason why they're sort of swiftly moving ahead is because they don't live in an incredibly litigious society where everybody's suing each other. You know, they're living underneath a, a communist regime where things are being dictated, and if they're told party on, they party on. We live in a culture where if someone says party on and someone gets hurt at the party then the person who threw the party is somehow liable and lawsuits follow. And what I'm, what I'm concerned about with us, the United States specifically in the sporting world, is if you look at just developments throughout sports, and there's a, a fantastic class that I took at the University of Virginia called Philosophical Problems of Law. And most laws are made under what's called foreseeable harm. So think about even recent changes in sports, everything from nets going up at ballparks. I mean, Baseball was around for over 100 years, and foul balls and broken bats and things got thrown into the stands. People got hurt. People, unfortunately, were critically injured. Some even died. But it just took the modern-day incident of that happening for Nets now to be up at every park. Look at Clint Malarchuk. He got, you know, in hockey, he had a skate, cut his throat. That created the revolution of a throat guard because there was now foreseeable harm. And if we keep going down all the rule changes from the Hans device with NASCAR when Dale Earnhardt died, when you look at everything that has happened, when it becomes foreseeable harm, the league has to protect itself because they want to make sure there are no lawsuits and players and fans aren't saying, hey, you knew that could have killed me. So are we going down a road, and I pray to God we are not, is it now foreseeable harm that some dude sneezes on me at a basketball game, but I give grandma the COVID-19, grandma dies, and somehow the sporting event could, could have foreseen that happening. So now we have to have seats that are wider apart or not as many people or some crazy post-apocalyptic solution. It, it feels, I, I pray to God that something like that doesn't happen, but the strong reaction that people are having to just the simple things that I'm saying of, dude, if someone sneezes, I don't know why you're treating COVID-19 like it's something special because there are a whole bunch of diseases that are out there. So we're freaking out about one thing. My message is there are a thousand things that are going to kill you out there, and we can't be treating this totally special as something different because when we all come out of our houses and eventually go back to work, we're going to learn the world's a scary place. 
Yeah, and, and an example of that, uh, John, is the swine flu. So the swine flu pandemic from 2009, and if you look at the numbers of 2009-2010, uh, overwhelming numbers around the world of people that got infected by the disease, died of the disease, way beyond anything we're talking about so far with COVID-19. But here's the thing. The idea that, that swine flu is gone is now. Just a year ago, 56 people died in India of a, an outbreak of the swine flu. And the idea, see, because like you say, I if, if people say, well, you got to guarantee me that if I go anywhere where there's a lot of people that I will never get COVID-19, people don't quite understand this. When we talk about vaccines, vaccines help prevent it from happening but swine flu's not gone away. Coronavirus isn't going away. It's COVID-19. In other words, this is the 19th time, you know. So th- the idea that you need some kind of guarantee that if you go back to an NBA game and you're in the crowd and all of a sudden you get sick and you get tested positive for COVID-19, you're like, I thought this was cured. I got sick. You let me back in the arena. I'm going to sue you. Well, we need we need to make this clear, John, that it is unlikely that we are wiping this disease off the face of the earth because obviously we did not do that with the swine flu. You, you know right. what's what's funny, John and uh, Steve? It's um, this this uh, my brain is is going so fast right now because uh, when I had when I came into the NBA um, and um, I found out later on in life that I had hypertension, not hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. But um, what I had to do was every single year I had to sign a waiver, okay. And signing that waiver, that that takes the um, the um, I guess the ownership of anything that happened to me away from the organization, NBA, blah blah blah. Now, come to find out, years later it was a misdiagnosis. It's only hypertension. You change your diet. You change your life. Period. That's it. So now think about this, right? Like you said, if somebody gets sneezed on, I think about these like. Where we live at here uh, in, in Woodland Hills and Thousand Oaks and Westlake and Asino and Tarzan and everything like that, I take my daughter and my son to school all the time, okay? I have 50% custody. I take my kids to school. Do you know how many sick kids are in kindergarten and pre-kindergarten it's all crazy. day, every single every day. day? And these every moms day. are like, well, they got snotty noses and they're touching toys. It's like, it's a part of life. You got to figure this out. So what are you going to do? Like, before this... This covert nineteen came into play. These these people were taking their kids to school with snotty noses and sneezing and all types of crazy stuff that was going on, touching all types of toys. So now all of a sudden that the media is here and scaring you out of your wits, all of a sudden now we have to quarantine ourselves and every time somebody coughs or sneezes, now now uh, it's an apocalypse. I just me, I'm with you, John. I just don't really deal. I and what's crazy is right now there's somebody on social media writing about Katina Mobley oh, yeah. is it wants people to die yeah, yeah, because he wants them to go out and interact because the COVID nineteen dude he's not saying that he's saying COVID nineteen people there once we develop some kind of vaccine some it's just another thing on the list that yeah. will be a constantly growing list yeah. it's it's been this way the whole time and what I don't what I can't wrap my head around is how have we reached this state where the hysteria of, oh my God, I might, as a human being, I might get some kind of virus that will make me sick, even though I have a 0.2% chance of dying, 
the 99.8% chance that I'm healthy doesn't matter. It, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it because this is just another thing. And another thing that if I were to be sort of running the messaging on this, and I, I find this un- unusual, if, if we have now narrowed it down to old people, you know, 70 years and older, and people with compromised immune systems are at a greater risk to die from COVID-19. They're also at a greater risk to die from everything else, too. So if we were really concerned about this group, our concern is not going to end with COVID-19. We're going to say, oh, my God, my eyes have been opened. That granny, if she gets the flu, she's got a really high percentage chance of dying. So we got to put granny in a bubble now because, oh, we got to protect her. It's, you can't. Being, part of being human, the deal that we make, is that bad stuff happens. This, the, the numbers are so small on the COVID-19 on a global basis and especially on a U.S. basis that this extreme overreaction is what worries me for the future of sports and anything else where there are large gatherings. Yeah, and then this is, again, uh, we warned about this weeks ahead of this about yeah. if the sports world went down this path where they would shut off arenas and you know keep people away how do you how do you put the genie back in the bottle i mean if, if people are of such paranoia to be in a group where suddenly you've got 20,000 people sandwiched inside of an arena you know even now when we watch because they're showing all these classic games because they have nothing else to carry on any of these networks so they're just showing you know classic games of the past and it just seems like wow look at how look how close everybody was to everybody they're just all packed in like sardines what about personal do you honestly believe that anytime soon that you would be comfortable jamming into a 20,000-seat arena, sitting all next to each other, somebody coughs, somebody what? sneezes? It's, it's funny you, you say You could that. have a full-on panic attack. It, you know, it's funny, John. It's funny you say that because um, a reporter asked uh, 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 Trump, uh, about what, what can he do, what can he say to kind of ease the people of their thought process and what's going on. And right. he, he sits and he attacks that person. Now, if you think about it from this perspective of like, why would you first attack them? Why wouldn't you keep them at ease? Because you're, you're I mean, you're on every station now right. and you can say something, whether it's not, true or not, you can say something to ease the people. And you did not do that. So, of course, the people are going to listen to, especially your followers, especially people who voted for you, they're going to listen to what you're saying. Yes. And now they'd say, all right, this is how I handle uh, stressful situations. So I need to stay stressed as an individual. I just don't understand that part. John, hey, final word. I want to hear a great story from you. Just based on, tell me a story about the locker room where flu ran through the locker room and you had guys playing with the flu or some other illness because you just, had to and life went on no, but how about this one? We never had the damn flu because our immune system is so strong. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin, every single one of them. Yeah, I have it. I, I'm, I'm tested positive, but I haven't had any symptoms because your immune system is super strong. So people out there, unless you're in that 65 or older and you're compromised, like um, my, my daughter's godmother at the moment, who I love to death uh, because she has bronchitis and because she has asthma and things like that, you to keep your immune system up drinks lots of water vitamin c's you know do you have to do the, the things you should do every single day anyway regardless of a covert 19 do you know what i mean by the way guys remember this the one of those famous games of michael jordan's career today would never happen 
The flu game. Game five of the NBA Finals, 1997. And he played. And he played. He played. He was putting everybody else on the court at risk. I mean, he was running a fever. He was uh, very, very sick that day. I'm pretty sure some of the fans reached out to say hello and can I touch you and everything like that. I'm pretty sure. And so, you know, here he is and he's endangering the health of everybody. It's the flu game, though. Yeah, imagine, imagine this. You know, Magic Johnson with HIV is walking around an arena full of people. Last year, we're all like, well, the AIDS epidemic is gone. Well, 500,000 people died last year from AIDS. We're at, we're at, like, think about that. Yeah, we've dramatically reduced it, but AIDS is still a real thing. HIV, we know, you know, ends up leading to AIDS. Like, we're not, but we're not scared out of our minds. This fear Fear is the fuel for control, yes. and something is going on where pe- because we're connected with social media, and because and look, I love the NBA and the NFL and MLB and everything, but once, like Steve, like you're you're saying, once you cancel games, what's the messaging to get people to come back? The only messaging that's going to work is, oh, you know what, we overreacted a little bit, and these kind of things just happen all the time. Please. Just re- try to remember how life was two weeks ago when you were fine taking the risk of being a human and getting sick. This is no different. John, great stuff as always, man. Uh, hope to see you soon. Hope to, I don't know when, but I hope to see you soon, John. John, good to hear from you, brother. We have to start walking. Yeah. All right. Great, great talking to you. Guys. All right. That's uh, John Brink is us right there. The science guy getting his own perspective on what's happening right now. How do you put the genie back in the bottle? The idea of guaranteeing good health for anyone that's ever going to attend another NBA game is impossible. You can't do that. So how are you going to get eventually people back in the arena? That's something they're going to have to figure out. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now as Mr. David Gascon. Yo, yo, yo. Jones us once again. I, I, I was watching something fascinating yesterday with one of the doctors in New York talking about, and Katino just hit on this um, a second ago, about the immune systems. Yes. And so the immune system from what this doctor was talking about yesterday in New York was not that older people are more susceptible to this because of their immune system, because in fact, their immune systems are stronger than ours. Whether you're 40, 30, or 20, it's because they've built up so much immunity over the course of 70 or 80 or 90 years. Mm-hmm. It's the stress right. that's been placed on their body. And that's what kills a lot of people, stress. Right, especially in that lung area where it's almost like you're drowning. So. Yeah, it's fascinating, but like you guys mentioned, how to get that genie back in the bottle. So um, there's still things going on in the sports world today, mostly around the National Football League. Uh, Kenny and Drake signed a tender one year for $8.4 million with the Arizona Cardinals. Vikings have re-signed offensive tackle Rashad Hill. Bears have signed quarterback Artie Burns, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, to a one-year contract to Jatavius Brown. Signs with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was with the L.A. Chargers. That's a one-year deal heading his way. Meanwhile, college basketball scene, Isaac Okoro of Auburn, Georgia shooting guard Anthony Edwards, and Duke point guard Trey Jones have all declared for the 2020 NBA draft. U.S. track and field is joining USA swimming to call for the postponement of the Tokyo Games. No word just yet from the Japanese on that. International ice hockey family has canceled their 2020 world championship because of the coronavirus. Are you guys doing any kind of esports right now? 
You guys watching video games? Well, no, but I tell you what, I, we were talking about this the other day uh, about the explosion of esports. You yeah. talk about a golden opportunity. Yep. Think about esports. Esports is immune to any pandemic because everybody could be isolated in their own room. Yeah, and you got a full blown competitions. If there was ever a time to really promote the idea that esports is the future, now's the time because everyone can be completely isolated. You still have your competitions going on. You can watch it. You can watch the competitions as they go on in the privacy of your own home. Uh, and that's sort of the argument about esports is that there's uh, it's pandemic proof. <laughs> pandemic proof. <laughs> because, again, you don't have to put everybody together. Your audience is watching. Everyone's isolated, doing their thing. Uh, and it still goes on. So interesting how that's going to play out. Uh, David, thank you very much. Um, once again, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Katino Mobley, Steve Hartman with you. All right, uh, Kat, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, so the NBA is trying to figure out the financial ramifications. This just came down today. The NBA reportedly is considering enforcing a provision in the collective bargaining agreement to recoup player salaries for future canceled games due to the pandemic. The league sent a memo to teams yesterday informing them that player salaries are expected to be paid on April 1st, but left open the possibility of withholding pay on April 15th. So, what are your thoughts about salaries being paid in full? And again, the playoffs are a separate deal, but your you have a your salary is for the season, but withholding money from your contracted salaries if games are canceled. Um, listen. Is this something the players association is going to fight tooth and nail? I'm I'm pretty sure they will. There's there's there are going to be some type of debates, or uh, what have you. But I mean, we have to think about this in, in in different perspectives, right? So for right now, it's saying to a lot of guys who don't save uh, well, um, you know, once they give us this money on the first, then um, in the future we have to understand how we spend and how much we save as an individual because uh, life can be sh- cut short as far as finance wise. Um, and in no time. And um, the, the other part is I'm going back to the, the, the lockout, right? Like we played uh, 40, maybe 50 some games. So there was uh, 30 something, almost, you know, uh, 30 some games that we didn't get paid. And again, I didn't I didn't um, uh, um, understand it. I was just happy to get six figures because I just came out of college. But it was a lot of guys who are used to a certain paycheck per year. Right, not per month, but per year. They know they're going to get this. So these some people just not not athletes, but just people in general. They spend their money before they get it, and once the money comes in, it's like breaking a hundred dollar bill. Before you know it, at the end of the day, it's like what did I buy? So um, I think it's a good thing for guys uh, where you get a certain amount of money, and then the fifteenth, like listen, we got to hold this back because you're not playing the game. Go ahead. All right, I, I just want to jump in here because I, I people, if you don't know how athletes get paid, you got options. Okay, now some people only get paid in 12 installments during the course of the season. Mm -hmm. So that means twice a month over six months, you get paid your entire year's salary. 
So those people, if you were to suddenly stop the payment on April 15th, they've already received 90% of their salary. Right. However, if you choose to be paid year-round, in other words, over 24 installments, you know, twice a month for 12 months, you've only received 60% of your salary. And like, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. Right. That guy got that guy got 90% of his money. I've only gotten like six. I, I'm still owed 60% of my money. Right. How how does this work? So I think it should be a refund by the IRS as far as it's everybody in general, uh, especially during this time where, um, say, you're making a hundred thousand a year and you're ta- after taxes you're only pulling in seventy. I think that thirty thousand should come back to you the following year because of this this certain type of situation. All right. So one of the things that the NBA has already discussed and uh, Commissioner Silver's hinted about this. I mean, if the whole season is canceled. I mean, obviously, that is a major financial hit. Amongst players right now, more than 10% of the players in the NBA currently are making a salary a salary of $20 million or more. Mm-hmm. Over 10% of the league is making a salary, just salary, of $20 million or more. So the NBA is going to be saying, all right, uh, we just canceled a year. Now, I know the players are always saying that the owners are swimming in money. Some of them are. Some of them may be uh, on a much lower scale. But if they were to come back to the Players Association, Catino, and say, hey, we got to make up this money somehow. We're, we're, the, the $40 million a year ain't happening right now until we recoup our losses from what we had. You think the players are sympathetic to that? Or once again, they're going to say, uh, you're lying. You got money. Give us our, our share. Well, I think uh, not so much as you're lying, but I, I think we have to understand on both sides of this, right? I think as as owners, uh, there's they, they they became owners for um a, a, a numerous amount of reasons, right? And one of them is just being a good businessman, period, and they've been able to acquire a team. So you have money to be able to acquire a team. So you have to understand uh, that as the owner, you you are worth billions of dollars. You have other assets. We understand you have other businesses, but at this point in time, we're talking about the NBA. I think you need to take those type of losses as the owner and as players, it's like, okay, well, if we've got paid 60% or 90% or whatever that stat you were saying about our money, okay, if we don't play these next games, okay, that's okay. Um, now we have to understand how we start to pay attention more to our finances as players. Now, as owners, I think, listen, you have to take that hit. You, 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 it's billions of dollars that you own and we, they, the other people don't have. So whether it's the people who work at the um, concession stands or the, the, you know, the, uh, all the people that work inside these, you have to compensate these people. You have, you have the rookie Zion, you have uh, Kevin Love, you have uh, all these different uh, players that are literally giving their money to these people who are workers. So as owners and billionaires... We're not talking about all your other businesses. We're talking about the NBA, and the NBA makes you money. So at the end of the day, I don't think you losing $100 million or whatever, $40, $50 million, and it could be a write-off. It could be something where Trump and IRS could say, you know, listen, we'll get that money back, but right now... Blah, blah, blah. I don't. I, I have no clue. I'm not. I'm not Ben. Well, I mean, I'm the, not Ben Bernanke, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, that this is the whole point. I mean, we <laughs> you are. Like that ben we Bernanke, are. Huh? This this nation's economy is based on consumer spending. That's the whole premise of how we have structured our financial base. Right. It's about people making money and spending money. Exactly. That's how it's all. It's a consumer-driven economy. Well, if you cut down on the options for the consumers to spend their money or even more so asking consumers to hold on to their money 
because we just don't know. We we don't know what's hanging in the future, and then you making new rules as far as putting money back in their. I mean, I. It just it just seems like every time we we take this a step further, we're creating a multitude of problems, and we just don't have the answers right now. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, by the way, speaking of the NBA, we've had a number of players test positive for COVID nineteen. Well, how did we get the test in their hands? This is a major question hanging over the sports world. And those that have a whole lot of money, coming up next. Steve Harbin and Katino Mobley, one of the controversies swirling about more and more NBA players testing positive for COVID-19 is not the fact that they're testing positive. question is, how are they getting in the front of the line as far as all the testing is concerned? In other words, you hear Kevin Durant testing positive and he had No symptoms. Well, I got news for you. For the rest of us, we have no symptoms. We're not going to get a test. Then you have the Kardashians hitting social media saying they all got tested and they're all clean. And predictably, they got eviscerated. Like, what about people? There's a premium on test. There are only so many of these things. And they're reserving it for people that actually show symptoms so that they can get tested. So if you have no symptoms, but you just want to be cool about it and say, well, I got my corona test, this is a problem. And, and you know, the NBA, again, this, this, this everything we talk about right now, and I, I'm, I'm zeroing in on the NBA because they're in the center of this because their season was going on when this whole thing happened. And now we have all these players being tested positive. Four players on the Nets, two players on the Lakers. By the way, do you think we should know who got tested positive? Why is this being kept private? So you're just going to keep us guessing. Well, what what happens if I if I saw that player after the game against the Nets? I was at Staples Center that night. I waited afterwards, and a player was nice enough to give me an autograph. Shouldn't I know? Which players have tested positive for COVID-19 in the possibility that I may have crossed paths with them? I mean, truthfully, it doesn't really matter, right? Because there's players that um, are sitting out because they have some type of ailments. You don't even know how severe the ailment is. But yet there's, again, like you said, there's fans that's waiting for them to sign stuff or want to take a picture regardless. Right. So, again... Uh, there's there's these there's these Twitter feeds talking about um, um, covert and and how we're like downplaying it and we need to be more specific about blah 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 blah. It's like don't get mad at me because you know um, the information that's on TV is not accurate or it's it's you know it's it's, it's putting fear in you. I, I, all I'm telling you to do is think positive as much as you can. That's what Steve and I are telling you. That's what John's telling you to do. Um, make sure you, you you clean yourself, sanitize yourself. Um, I, I would suggest people. Uh, exercise more, right? And just what else can you really do? There's nothing else you can do. So for, you know, for people to just like to live in this fear uh, or uh, this NBA player and when when, they, when, when this thing do, does resolve and we go back, you know, there's going to be people that have it with no symptoms like you said and you're going to be hugging and taking pictures and y- your family member, you just, you, you literally don't know. But are we? 
See, this, this is my whole point about putting the genie back in the bottle. The fact that, I mean, we, we know that anything other than full-blown, remain in panic mode, if you say anything other than that, they're going to be critics. I get it. And, you know, the social media has got, you know, here's what I've been seeing. Half of the people are saying, thank you. Thank you for being a voice of reason. The other half are saying, get this guy off the air right now. He is completely spreading lies and he's endangering lives. Okay, so I get that. That's not even about that. What it is about, though, is that now that we've gone down this path, and I'm focused on the sports world because that's the only thing that I can say with some reason I have knowledge of. I don't have any knowledge of how to prevent diseases or anything like that. What I do have knowledge is uh, how does the sports world operate? And it's a consumer-driven business, just like most businesses. And if your consumers go away, you got problems. If you got empty arenas, you've got problems. And you could say, well, the television networks will compensate that. Where do the TV networks get their money from? Consumer products, advertising with them. If those go away, it all dries up. Gone. So you want to put a scare if you're a sports fan. This is where we could be heading. We talked about esports, pandemic proof. We were kidding. It could be 20, 30 years from now where we have the esports world take over the sports world, that athletes are cast aside, don't need them anymore. Well, if this continues like it is right now, we actually might get there before that time. So you have to ask yourself. If you're a sports fan, if you're one of those people that likes to attend sporting events and hang out with all the other fans and tailgating, all this other stuff that you've enjoyed for so much of your lives, what is it they can tell you about the coronavirus crisis that will ease your mind, that you'll feel safe again to rub elbows with all those fans in the arena? Or are we ever going to get back there? I mean, that's, if you're a sports fan, that is a very, very scary proposition. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Much more on a busy week in the NFL coming up next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) 
Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, once again, not just your everyday Saturday. It's a Saturday unlike any we've ever seen. And we're going to have many Saturdays like this and Sundays and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, I do want to get back to some of the things that happened in the NFL, things that still are on the table uh, in the NFL. It was a very busy week, as understandably so. The NFL realizing, you know, postponing free agency or the draft just isn't reasonable. Obviously, they're going to have to be conducted in a different way. But we have to prepare for the hopefully likelihood that the NFL season will be on schedule. At this point, we haven't seen anything to take us away from that. Unless you're one of those people that do believe that what we are seeing right now is not going to be resolved anytime soon, which is many of you checking out our social media. Um, By the way, one quick note here, Katino. A, a Japanese basketball league delayed again after chaotic attempt to restart. I so Japan's that. B League, which had just resumed play, has announced it again will postpone its season. All right, let's get back to the NBA for this, okay? This is the whole point. So let's say, and we were talking earlier about the uh, swine flu epidemic which, if you uh, research it, killed a lot more people, infected a lot more people, way more people than what we've seen so far from uh, COVID-19. But that aside, of course, nothing was shut down during, I mean, were you aware of the epidemic? It was a pandemic. The National Health Organization announced a pandemic Actually, it was during the NBA Finals, June of 2009, a worldwide pandemic was announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thousands of people were dying and getting infected with the disease. We didn't even think about that. What what happened here? Do we we look back now saying, what were we thinking? We didn't know. In a a one-year period, uh, hundreds of millions of people were infected by this uh, swine flu. Hundreds of thousands of 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 thousands of people died. And yet, 
we didn't shut down anything. How about how about not just that? How about when HIV came out? Yeah, I mean, we were. I was really young. I was like in the eighties. And how but about then, the mortality rate on that in the how, beginning? How about in the nineties? Now I'm a teenager. Yeah, I'm a teenager in the nineties, and uh, and and not just myself, but there's kids that just walked around didn't even care, like. Whether I mean, and the mortality rate was through the roof. roof. It was ridiculous. You were HIV positive. You would get AIDS and you would die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah. So I mean, it's not to excuse it. And just saying, now the problem is this. So let's say we have a couple of months pass, and the numbers are coming down, and we're all like a, a sigh of relief. The arc, you know, we're trying to flatten the arc, right? And all of a sudden, it's coming down. This is where China is right now. So they feel like, hey, we haven't had any new cases for a couple of days. Maybe a week passes. We're going to get back to life as normal. So let's say you're the NBA, and you get to mid to late June, and it seems like we got a handle on things. Things are calmed down. So the NBA is like, you know, putting their toe in the water. All right, let's go. Let's do it. You get back, everybody. And even if the arenas are empty, you just get the players back on the court. Everybody's been tested. And get out there and play. And then all of a sudden, player gets sick. And then another player gets sick. And then multiple players get sick. And if you're the players, you're like, wait a second. I thought you gave us the green light. And now all of a sudden we're sick? You know what? I, I truthfully, And we have to shut it down again? Steve, I, tr- truthfully, I pro- listen, I, again, not saying people need to listen to me. I, my word is not Bible, of course. But I seriously doubt that if everybody comes back, they've been tested, whatever it is, I don't even care about that part. What I'm saying is I seriously doubt that once guys get back on that floor, the way our immune system is, how many guys you see get sick playing sports? But how many of these NBA players with the immune systems that they built up because these are high-level athletes have gotten sick? They have not. That's my point. Well, Rudy Gobert got sick. No, he did not get sick. He's, he's no symptoms. Donovan Mitchell? No symptoms. But they're carrying the virus. D- okay. And they can transmit yes, the virus to not, somebody not to, else. Not to be disgusting, but people are carrying herpes virus too. I understand that. <laughs> but even even but my, when you say right? no symptoms, it doesn't mean they can't give the virus to somebody else. That's like having the flu and you and your your immune system or whatever. I don't know. I'm again, I'm not here. I'm not a doctor. I'm not right. I'm just saying that our immune system, especially when you're an athlete, so just take notice of this people out there. Exercise, drink a lot of water, build your immune system. Don't eat once or twice a day because you don't want to uh, gain weight. Eat four or five times a day, little meals, at least two to three hours a piece. That's what helps you build your immune system. Vitamin C's of the world, B's of the world. You have to continuously do these things, even if it was no uh, coronavirus. If it was none, these are the things you're supposed to do on a regular basis, walking, jogging, hiking, these are the things we should do. There is no NBA player say, you know what, I'm not going to play because I have a cold. <laughs> Michael Jordan was the last person you know where they have a flu. Like, we don't get sick like that. And I'm not saying that guys don't get sick and we're, like, immune to it. But if your immune system is built up and you're constantly working out, if something happens to you, it's meant. 
as much as I love Kobe Bryant and all these people, Kobe Bryant was so healthy. He was super smart. I mean, from his body, his mind, his soul, he tried to strengthen up every single thing. Do you think when he got on that, that helicopter that he thought something was going to happen to him? Things happen in life. We cannot explain them. We have to keep going forward. We have to think positive. Try new things. You're at the house, right? Work on yourself. Work on your mental capacity. Work on all these different things. But again, if a player gets sick while when and, and, and everything goes back to normal, and if somebody gets sick, they just get sick. It's just what it is. I, that's just my opinion. My daughter, my sons, and all them pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, all that. Those kids are walking around. They are germs all over the place, and they want to kiss and hug and everything like that. It spreads. I mean, it's just what it is. Well, I and I I read somewhere. What was this? I think it was the grandson of Mel Brooks. Uh, who is still alive in his 90s. Did you hear about no, it's, this? It's his son, Max Brooks. Okay, so yeah. it's Max Brooks. It's he his had a son. son. Mel had so, a son late at 46. Right, okay, so he has a son that's in his 40s, and he was talking about the fact that he could get sick and get through it, but what if I pass it on to my dad and his friend Carl Reiner and his friend Dick Van Dyke? They're all still alive. They're all in their mid-90s right now. And still, by the way, functioning amazingly for men in their 90s, right? Mentally and everything else. But what if I get over it, but I spread it to them and I kill them off? Well, you're saying, well, they've lived into their 90s. But that's not the way he looks at it. In other words, me getting infected as a 40-year-old, healthy 40-year-old, you know, most likely, if I don't have any pre-existing conditions, I should be able to weather the storm. But if they get it from me, they may not be as fortunate. So I get this is something that everyone's been listening to. It's not just about you personally. It's about your loved ones and everybody else around you. So this is something that, you know, we're all considering right now. Um, but it's interesting with it, what we're talking about, what, where they're trying to do a restart. It'll be interesting to see what happens in China. Uh, and again, Catino talking to his dear friend, commissioner of the CBA, Yao Ming, saying we're still trying to figure this out, but right now we're on schedule to get our games going again. Is this going to cause a new outbreak? And how much can we even trust what's going on in China? You know, do we trust? They're like, hey, things are pretty good. Two months later, you trust their numbers? Can we use that as an example? So anyway, these are all things we're going to consider here. Yes, what do you got, Sam? Yes, yeah, so back to the disease. Yes. And again, based off of what I've read, so the disease is going to manifest itself in different ways in different people, based on your age, based on what your conditions are. Of course. You can have viral, a larger viral load building in your body and not show symptoms, and you can still pass it on to people. So you could be asymptomatic for about six, seven days, ten days, whatever it is, and you actually are incredibly contagious, but you don't feel anything because you're at the moment asymptomatic. Maybe those symptoms show up later. Maybe they only show up in part, but you can have... So the vi- a virus in your body, it goes up and down in viral loads. It's called a viral load. It's particles. It's the amount... You see that scary little virus on the TV. They're using that in the news all the time. Those are actual viral particles. And when you get over a disease, that viral load goes down. It makes you less contagious. So if someone like... Katino, uh, you were talking about herpes... So when you have an outbreak, your viral load is higher. When when it's when you when you're actually and then after that it'll heal and it'll go down. And this is this is not all disputable of the, uh, fact. My, the yeah. point is all of them are the same. If I have a herpes inside of my mouth and I kiss someone, and I don't even know what it is, 
it's just it's contagious regardless. Doesn't matter. So now yes, when I inf- are, hold on, when yeah. I affect that person mm-hmm. and my immune system is a lot stronger and I might not be as stressed, but I got a little bump inside my mouth, mine's may go away. But because I was at such a high level considering of my body and I give to someone else who maybe stresses more, who maybe don't work out, who maybe X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, they may be getting bumps all over their lips, everywhere in their body. It could tw- now again. That's not for me. That's for God and how he created all this other stuff. All I'm saying is if we panic on every single thing, there's so many different things that you can catch besides this virus that we touch each other every single day. And I just why I said kids, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, snotty noses, touching toys, hugging their parents, uh, flus, colds, sneezing, all that type of stuff. So because these things are so common every single day, you don't even know whether it's a virus or not. Right, being yeah, in LA, and we don't have it. enough testing for everybody. At, exactly. we, you can be at different levels of contagiousness, is what I'm just trying to say. Is that uh, you can be incredibly contagious and just be completely feeling. But that's fine. another way of saying, Sam, that we then 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 all 300 million plus Americans are under suspicion. Exactly. Because we don't know. And, and Mac and so Max then Brooks. so then you literally would have to. Lock everybody under lock and keys That's for why we're eternity. Doing this is because we don't have. You can't just order well, what, from Walgreens.com what, what, a what, test to come to. But what your is house. going to change? This was a 15-day shutdown from the federal government. It's an indefinite shutdown right now in the state of California, at least up from what I understand. Well, two months, I think they're saying. I mean, what's going to change? You know, when you, when you talk about how we're all differently affected, my father, who lived a long life, he lived to be 89 years old. He was a two-pack-a-day smoker for 50 years, two packs a day, and worked in an industry, the movie industry, where everybody smoked. I mean, I can still remember as a kid visiting my father down at the 20th Century Fox Studios, and they had the sound theater where they did the sound mixing. My dad was a sound effects editor. You couldn't even see the screen. There was so much smoke in there. So he's, he's smoking two packs a day, and he's getting secondhand smoke like you can't believe. And he quit smoking just on his own after 50 years. And the doctors tested him. There wasn't one speck on his lungs. They literally looked at his lungs and could not believe that he had ever had ever smoked a single cigarette That's in his life. That's such a great example. Much just, just much less a guy that had been a two pack of air for fifty years. Second there wasn't smokers. anything on his lungs to indicate that he had ever smoked a single cigarette. He'd be such one of the lucky a, such a, It's not even about being one of the lucky but I mean, ones. It's how you're built, we're all, we're period. All, we're all a mixture of chemicals. This my is why- My stepmother passed away of lung cancer, and she's never smoked in her life, but she worked for the government in yes. Philadelphia. She secondhand smoked, and she got it. Right. It's just what it is. George Burns, he smoked a cigar every single day for 100 years. Yes. 100. Somebody can do that in two seconds and pass away. Right. It's just what it is. No, so okay. if we start researching and, and scaring ourselves and thinking about all these things, there's been viruses and diseases here before this, right. and it's going to be after this. Absolutely. What do we do from it? So the bottom line is, we are exposed to a lot of different things. It's the same way of being caught in an accident. Nobody that went into the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, knew that this was going to be how they died and when they died. Because we're all born the same way. You, it's, it's a little ominous, but we're all born with a death sentence. We're all going to die. The question is how and when. We don't know that. And so, you know, I'm not in any way belittling this, but what I'm saying is, Again, from a sports standpoint, how do we get the fans to trust 
that it's safe enough to go back to the stadium, that it's safe enough to go back into the arena. How did we get the fans to do that? How did we get the people to do that when it comes to the planes? All right. We'll continue to discuss this. I do want to mention a couple of guys still available in NFL free agency from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios coming up next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harvin, Catino Mobley. By the way, uh, it's been, it was such a busy week in the NFL. And we had Tom Brady. Uh, by the way, uh, I want to ask uh, Gavin, lifetime Charger fan, how you feel about Philip Rivers now, uh, by the way, officially signing uh, a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Are you a Colts fan? Are you a Rivers fan? I'm, Are you... I'm a Rivers fan all the way through. I think it's a good signing. He's back with Sirianni, back with Frank Reich. Yep. Great offensive line, the best he'll ever have been around. Very excited for his future. Also, I do like the Chargers signings uh, over the past couple of days. Chris Harris. The guy who terrorized uh, Philip Rivers in the backfield, uh, you know, for the Denver Broncos secondary. Very exciting signing. Good offensive line they're putting together. Yeah, I like, you know, wow. speaking of quarterbacks, because uh, we always focus on the quarterbacks, a couple of things. The Raiders signing Marcus Mariota. I love it. So suddenly you're, you're just telling Derek Carr that we're not 100% behind you. We're going to create a little competition here. 
I mean, Marcus Mariota was the second overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner. Things did not work out with Tennessee, but who knows? Maybe in Vegas? Oh, by the way, that's another big story. So, let me ask you this. Here in Inglewood, Catino, they're frantically trying to finish this stadium, the six now $6 billion stadium, for the start of the Rams and Chargers season. And they're way behind. And they have people working 24 hours around the clock. Thousands uh, are working on this stadium. Don't we have don't we have laws in this state right now about how many people can be in one spot? Yeah, we, do. we we do we do for sure. Uh, well, how do you get a pass? Uh, well, you're saying well we we get a pass because we got to get the stadium done, uh, and uh, six billion dollar investment we. We need to get this thing done in time for the stadium, but I, I thought we have laws. Well, I guess I, not everyone adheres. Is that considered essential to it, get the stadium built? Is that an essential no, need? No, it's not. But again, too, when you're building a stadium, are you really touching each other? Right, your your, your equipment. Uh, if you got gloves on, no, you can you be in a close. You, you might be you close can. to somebody. You can. That, that's you, for sure. You, no, you you can. You definitely can. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean. Listen, I'm not a construction worker, yeah. right? and um, I'm not on I'm not on site. So a lot of those guys are separated. I think there's a little sweat maybe involved in construction work. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I, I don't. No I don't know. I have I, no clue. Yeah. So anyway, keep an eye on that. Um, but anyway, as far as uh, uh, some of the teams, the Bears uh, getting Nick Foles, basically telling Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, we're not a hundred percent sure. You're the guy. I always like competition. Did, did you never felt threatened if a team you're playing never. for said we're bringing in somebody to maybe push Catino to another level? Uh, when you're when you're playing at the highest level of any sport, don't you welcome competition? I love it. Right. I, me. Tr- me. Truth. I. I grew up around a lot of pros, so uh, that makes the room that much better. Right? Absolutely. So if we can literally share time or. You know, you take some time off for of me because I don't have to exalt myself, exert myself uh, so much during the course of a game. Even though I love being in the games, I, I was like forty minutes a game. So, um, no matter who came in, I'm I'm going to do what I can while I'm on the court, whether I'm be the shooting guard, the point, the three. I don't care. I'm just gonna, you know, try my best. Well, you to stand played on some good teams, not so good yeah. teams. I mean, yeah. how much better did you play when you were surrounded by I don't know better teammates? No, for sure. I mean, again, too, like I said before, uh, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm not saying Philadelphia is the mecca of you know high IQ basketball individuals, but you know um, being around so many other talented individuals, what you learn how to do is just while you're on the court, do what's best. That's it, right? So, for example, if, if I'm with Rasheed Wallace, Alvin Williams, and someone else, that don't means I score 30 points. That means, you know, we're, we're playing defense, uh, making open shots, get Rasheed the ball when we were little kids. So, and, you know, and then when it's time to, like, uh, bring the ball up, that's what I'm going to do. If it's time to do whatever it is, that's being a basketball player. That's why I love LeBron James so much because he's just a, he's just a, he's a playmaker. He's a player. You know, he can just be on the court. You know, um, I, I, I want to stay with the NFL. I want to get to uh, LeBron and, and his situation coming up. But I, I, I want to mention this about uh, Cam Newton. Uh, well, and Jameis Winston, uh, look, you, you got two quarterbacks out there that have put up some pretty serious numbers. They both won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, they were both the number one pick in the NFL draft, right. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. So these are extreme talents. Slightly different stages of their career, but right now they're looking for work. If you're the New England Patriots, 
You have a vacancy. I mean, you got Steichen, who threw four passes. He completed two, and he also completed a pick six the other way. Are you really going to hand him the football, the the New England Patriots? Or do you go after an Andy Dalton, a Jameis Winston? Cam Newton, by the way, never lost a game to the Patriots, 2-0 against the New England Patriots. Could you see Bill Belichick, at least in the short term, turning his team over to a veteran quarterback or... Or mm-hmm. is there a way that New England maybe is, I won't say tanking, but the idea that you might be able to get your hands on a really good quarterback out of Clemson? Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. If Think about what Indianapolis did with Peyton Manning. They said goodbye because of the neck injury, sat out the year. They completely tanked. And guess what happened? They got the number one pick in the draft, and they got Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. So they went from playoff team to bottom feeder, back to the playoffs is Andrew Luck's rookie year. Do you think that's a possibility that uh, we might see New England do something similar? I think so. Right, Like I said before, coaches can stay forever, especially if you're as good as Belichick is. But again, the, how do I regroup my team, right? Because uh, my, our philosophy is defense and um, having, uh, you know, uh, I guess, um, fruit on both sides of the the, the spectrum where you have uh, Tom Brady on the offense and then Belichick on the defense, uh, you have to recreate that. How do I do that? Uh, well, I already have the defense sold up, so now I have to uh, find that quarterback to lead us as well. And um, I don't know what Belichick's pride if he wants to do that, but again, what's the, for the future of New England, I would, I would, you know. Just yeah, like I said, it would be... Coast it. <laughs> And by the way, you always look at that AFC East. This is a really bad division. And the Patriots have taken advantage of it. But the Bills are on the upswing. You figure Sam Darnold's only going to get better with the Jets. Right, right. And I like what's going on in Miami. In fact, the Dolphins over the last nine games this past season actually had a better record than the Patriots did. So they're up on the upswing. So the Patriots are, everyone's saying, well, you know, all eyes are going to be on Tampa because Tom Brady's of the Bucs. To me, I'm more interested in New England. How is New England going to be with Tom Brady gone? And if they do tank, is it all part of a subtle plan as far as ensuring an upswing in their future? All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Well, much more on how this shutdown is affecting someone like LeBron James. So let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon. The Gas Man. You guys got any veto action going on at home or what? All right, so... First of all, everything has changed in my world right now. Yes, you're sleeping. Because I'm, 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 in, I'm in at home, and uh, I have a lot of wine available, but I'm the only one that drinks it. Really? My my boys are old enough to drink, but they don't really drink. How old are they? They're 21, 23 right? 23 and 21. Yeah, you aren't drinking wine they're at not, that age. They're not drinking. They're not a beer drinker. They don't, I mean. Pop off. Weren't we all drinking like out of our minds at that yeah, age? I was. That? They're not yeah. drinking? What? Tequila. How about this? My vodka. 23-year-old son, Drake, has never had a soda in oh, his life. That's good. Ever. That's good. By his own choice. He has never had an actual soda. What does that's he drink? Crazy. He drinks juice and water and, you know, Energy drinks, or not energy drinks, but like, uh, you know, Gatorade. I don't know. That kind of stuff. You said they're in pretty good shape, though, right? They're like... Yeah, they're both in really good shape. They're like 6'2", 200 pounds. They're much bigger and stronger than their father, yeah. So they must get it from the mom's side. 
Right. Well, I mean, she's she's not a big person. I mean, I mean but your father was your father was kind of big, right? No, my father and I are were built exactly the same way. Oh, really? All, all Hartman men were the same 5'11", 180. We're all the same. Two words, Steve. Ample yeah. protein. Yes. <laughs> so uh, how about you, Mr. Gaskell? You've been listening to Catino uh, talk about taking care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, are you taking extra measures right I, now? Yeah, well, yeah, I did stock up on, on a lot of different items when I went to the store. Most of the stuff that people wouldn't buy or don't buy, I bought. Like I had, um, I bought some flaxseed oil, some chia seeds, some goji berries, nice. hemp hearts, nice. protein. Wow. Mm. Nice. Um, you get some uh, some chia seeds and put it in some alkaline water with some lemon. Yeah, that's, I, that's nice. Put baby. it in alcohol, and then that's I, what I do. And then I mix it with some. Uh, <laughs> I mix it with some power beets. You know, what we got the other day. We got some sausages that are is not meat, like the meatless. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. It's you a that? Pie. and what happens is every all the chicken and ground beef, everything is sold out, right? right, right yeah. Right, right. So, but there's all this vegetarian stuff and. And so we, it was good. It tasted delicious. In fact, my daughter, who doesn't eat meat, um, she was bothered by it because it tasted too much like normal sausage. It's like a fruity drink. Remember she the fruity drink when you first started drinking? What's like, wrong with it dangerous. tasting like sausage? Like, isn't that a, you want it to taste like meat, or she was bothered by that? Well, it, it weirded her out because she doesn't want to eat meat, but it, but it tasted like it was meat. But we're telling her, no, it's not meat. We aren't showing the package. It's zero meat. It's a veggie-based whatever they do. Now, yeah. I was going a little crazy, too, at home from not being able to work out. So I did yeah. I did run for the first time on, on the boardwalk from Redondo to Hermosa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little too ambitious. I brought a weighted vest, and so wow, man, three three miles up and back. It was uh, yeah. You know, I'm more of like a. <laughs> I've been doing yoga, guys. The last two days, I've never done yoga. I've wow. done yoga. My 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 oldest son's girlfriend oh, does boy. yoga, so we did yoga the last couple of. So days. we got yoga, Pilates. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like bar as well? Yeah. Well, we have things to work out with. And so then- you do yoga at home, Steve? We did. We had the mats on in the garage, the garage uh, area. We had the instructor so who leads, there. Who leads this whole? The, his my my oldest son's uh, girlfriend. Oh, she's, she, she 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 really a, knows the yoga stuff. She's, she's like kind of she, like I, a quote unquote. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I actually did better than my sons did. She said. Well, which is terrible I, I, is that I, I, that's his girlfriend. I, I, yeah. and he's still not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> he's two hundred twenty pounds. Steve's like a buck sixty. So I was, you know, I'm, uh, so I, I actually I actually did okay. Yeah. We did core. We did a core. Uh, downward session. dog. Yeah, you got yeah. downward dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah downward dog. Oh. Upward dog. Yeah. <laughs> All new to me. It's a new world, folks, if you haven't noticed. Uh, Guys, real quick, NFL news today. Kenyon Drake signs his one-year tender with Arizona, $8.4 million. Raiders made a couple of moves today. Nelson Aguilar and running back Rod Smith on one-year deals as well. Vikings have re-signed offensive tackle Rashad Hill. A couple of players in college basketball declaring for the draft. Duke's Trey Jones, Georgia's Anthony Edwards, and then Auburn freshman forward Isaac Okoro, who has declared for the NBA draft. Um, Steve, are you doing this in front of a mirror as well? Or are you just doing this like no. right behind her and your no, son? No, we, they, we have this? like the screen. There's an instructor. And then if we have any questions, <laughs> she's in the middle. And she'll, you know, if you're not doing it quite right, she'll help you with some of the positions and stuff like that. So, yeah. Back to these guys in just 10 seconds. But first, a word from Mako. Winter did a number on your car. So come to Mako during our tax season event for expert paint and collision repair. You'll get a great price. And it's as easy as book quote fix visit mako.com to schedule your free estimate Uh uh-oh better get mako terms and conditions apply well steve since you created a twitter account last year if things get worse or if they don't improve yeah 
Can we create an Instagram account for you so you can broadcast these yoga sessions from your house? Well, I actually have an Instagram account, but there's not much posted on it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So, (laughs) all right, we'll try that. That's not going to happen. Thank you very much, David. Uh, Once again, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% more in car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Instant shot or whatever it is. Thank you very much, Bill. Um, So the NBA season's on hold right now. No games have actually officially been canceled. Uh, We've already heard plenty from the commissioner uh, who says at the earliest we're looking at late June, late June, to uh, resume the regular season and then have the postseason. That seems a little much right there. Um, obviously, all these players are effective, but I, I look at LeBron James. Katino, you know LeBron a long time. Mm-hmm. The kind of season this man has had at age 35 in his 17th year in the NBA is unlike anything we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Nobody, nobody, nobody has played at this level the way he has at this stage. Nobody. No, you can't. I mean, listen, he's in his 17th year, and if you do his playoffs – that's about 20 That's three more years, by yeah, the way. It's, it's that's about 20, 250 games. Not, don't even count the Olympics. Don't even count yeah, his exercise. Yeah. Like, this man has been working hard since he was 18 years old. But he's he's human. Doesn't seem like it at times, but he's human. And Father Time eventually will even get to LeBron James. To lose this opportunity, possibly. With the way the Lakers were playing, beating the Bucs, beating the Clippers, big games for the Lakers. They wanted to prove we can beat these teams, and they did it. They showed it. They can do it. I know they dropped their last game in the Nets, maybe a little bit of letdown after the wins against the Bucs and the Clippers. But, you know, we we've, we basically looked at this NBA season as there were really three teams, maybe you disagree with this, that we really conceivably could see as NBA champions. The Bucs, the Clippers, or the Lakers. Did you did you do you think at at the time we got shut down that there was any team that belonged in that category with the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers as a team that could win the NBA championship this season? There was teams that show some promise, but I don't think consistently. Yeah, I don't think there's other teams out there besides the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers that can literally win. Um, best of seven seven, series. Best of seven series. I don't. I Denver to me, as much as I love Murray and Harris and Joker and a lot of their guys, I just don't think right now and at the moment they're mature enough. Yeah. To go seven games because it's more of a mental thing. So the point being is that LeBron really had a golden opportunity, and I I've maintained for several years now that LeBron's been the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Sorry, Michael Jordan. Sorry, everybody else. He's the greatest player. But if he were to win a championship with the Lakers. Oh, goodness. You know, two championships in Miami, doing the seemingly impossible, winning a championship in Cleveland, and then you add a championship to the Lakers, especially a Laker team that missed the playoffs six straight years. Yeah. Yeah. Then then any discussion really is a moot point. I mean, there are always going to be diehard Jordan fans. There are a lot of diehard Montana fans saying, well, he never lost the Super Bowl. Brady lost Super Bowls. Yeah, he won six. He's been in nine. (laughs) I mean, come on now. All right. He lost three. He's been in nine. He won six. 
Case closed. <laughs> well, you say, well, LeBron would have only won four. Jordan won six. Three different organizations. But the idea that he could lose that opportunity. How, how do you, because you know LeBron. We don't know LeBron. You know LeBron. How, how do you think, how do you think he would be effective if an opportunity like that, circumstances beyond his control, uh, Prevented from having that opportunity. How is LeBron, you think, affected by this? Well, I mean, listen, LeBron, is he's a basketball junkie, right? Like all of us. Um, uh, some of us are older, so we can't really, um, I, I guess the brain shuts off as far as our enthusiasm of being active and going to play. I still play in the big three, so, yep. um, and I still have aches and pains. No matter how much, how many times I exercise or I take off, I mean, the key to being just in an athlete in general is just to consistently every single day move your body, work, right? Because the times you take off, it's harder to get back. So for LeBron and being um, so much older but yet so superior when it comes to his body and how mm. he looks and spending $1.5 to $2 million a year on his body, um, it shows a lot, but again— I think right now he has he's having the itches, right? Uh, he's he's put the team and himself in a very great position uh, to go into the playoffs. And uh, basketball is a rhythm sport, right? Just like anything, right? We're on a rhythm. We're, we're it's, it's in things in life, so it's a rhythm sport. So now what it does is it cuts all the rhythm off, and now you got to rebuild that. So I think uh, save the NBA does come back in June. I think it's whoever adapts the quickest. In a seven-game series, um, and then you can tell who mentally is the strongest when it comes to that. And I, 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 I just me personally watching LeBron mentally, I think he can get a team uh, to be playing the right to play the right way the fastest out of all those teams mm. in that short period of time. That is that's <clears throat> interesting. I want to I want to continue with that. We're in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio <clears throat> studios. You know, we talk about you, you just said basketball is a rhythm game. You know, it's got to be you know, everyone's got to be moving in sync for it to be at full efficiency. Uh, and how possible is that if you take off two months? Now there was a long layoff for the NBA back in the ninety eight ninety nine season, which happened to be the rookie season of Katino Mobley. And I want to I want to revisit that. Because they picked up the season in midseason, played a 50-gauge schedule, they missed almost half of a year, and how the effect, how did it affect the game on the court? We're going to have more on that coming up next. Steve Harbin and Katino Mobley want to thank the guys today, starting with Sam on the board. Hey, by the way, what happened to um, yes. Severin? Where's Severin? Seven, what? all of our interns, as great as they were, yeah, they were sent home. They were sent home. All right. So Severin's not here. Essential uh, workers only, Steve. Apparently so. Got our cards there. We got our FEMA cards. Uh, like to thank David Gascon, who is uh, fully loaded. He's got everything he needs to stay as healthy as possible. I am fully loaded. Yeah. I have to be, especially with Gavin and I with Sam being around here. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you're separated. You're in your own room. I'm contained. Uh, and Gavin and Sam share a room, but they're also apartment mates, so they're used not to- anymore. That ended a few months ago. So. Oh, it did. Yeah. Not not in a bad way. Well, do you feel like you built any immunity toward each other? Yeah, I, I do think. Uh, yeah. Living with him built my immune system. By the way, I, I just wanted to uh, read one tweet. Um, and by the way, you can follow at uh, Catino's Life 
or at Cannon Hartman, if you want to follow us on Twitter. I uh, got this today, uh, talking about our show today, saying that this is the most sensible, comprehensive, sane breakdown I've heard since this new strain of the flu. Thank you so much, Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate you so much, buddy. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we got uh, the overwhelming number of people have very similar sentiments. There are a couple of people, maybe on the opposite side, but I think there's uh, time for a little levity. There are certain things that maybe we're not 100% on. Again, I'm not a scientist. Uh, A lot of people have been saying if you don't know this already, COVID-19, the 19 has to do with the year uh, 2019, uh, when it happened, I, I, we don't know exactly when, but uh, seems to uh, this strain uh, emerged in 2019. So thank you for uh, doing that. But yeah, the overwhelming uh, people here on social media have been very positive. So um, look, we're not out to change anybody's minds. We're giving our own individual perspectives on things. Uh, obviously, we're a sports radio station. So there's a lot of different places you're going to get more information than us. We're not giving information about what to do with your life. We're more about how it's going to affect the sports world. And not just that. We're also talking about how do you just, you know, prepare for life in general, right? Thinking positively, right? Right. Exercising, eating the right foods. That's what we're saying. We're not saying anything's a hoax. We're not saying, oh, don't don't pay it no attention. We're just saying that there's so many different other things that are out there in the world that can kill you. So what you have to do is stay positive because what's going to be is what it's going to be. You can only control what you are, what's in front of you. Well, and, and again, so the majority of you listening out there are sports fans. And the big question you have is, when am I going to get my sports back? <laughs> when am I going to get Right now we would be watching the second round of the NCAA basketball tournament. Second round. We've had a couple upsets in the first round. Second round starts getting interesting. Next week we get into the Sweet 16. Gone. Right now, next Thursday was opening day for Major League Baseball. Not happening. Right now we would be coming down the stretch, playoff positioning in the NBA. Next month, NBA playoffs begin. Not happening. The NFL gave us a a nice week, right? Talked about Tom Brady and new teams. And, you know, all of a sudden we have Gavin. He's going to be decked out in his uh, Colts gear with his guy, Phillip Rivers. But that's going to stop. So, you know, that's that's. From a sports standpoint, you know, when people when people try to belittle sports, like, well, it doesn't really matter. Matters to me. Matters to everyone here. Matters to sports fans everywhere. And we're just a week into this. So we got challenges ahead. We're going to go through a lot of different phases with this show and other shows here on the Fox Sports Radio Network. And... We'll figure it out together. Catino, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to say, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. One day at a time. One day at a time. Just stay positive. Um, eat right. Exercise well. If you can meditate, meditate. If you can, like Steve, start yoga, Pilates. Unbelievable. Do these things. These things are it's essential to your life and, and, and the way you think. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, listen, like Steve said, I, I, we're not here. We're not doctors. Right. No. We want we want sports back on the TV just like everybody else. 
But at the end of the day, right now, we have to deal with what we have going on. And what we have going on is just about unity, right? Humanity. And what do we do from that, right? Just pay attention, follow protocol, stay positive. All right. Now, Kat, when I saw you a week ago, mm-hmm. in the studio alone, by the way, you were working with Andy Furman, who was at Kentucky. You had the ski cap on. Yeah. <laughs> you had like these leather gloves yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And you were sitting here alone. Yeah, by myself. Now you do yeah. have some gloves on here. Yeah, yeah. These um But you you, you felt comfortable enough to, you know, hang in the studio with me. Oh, so yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was just doing that, you know, just first of all, it was cold in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, we could get sauna levels here if that's gonna kill the virus. Uh, keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.